Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have tried to stay out of this lane. Yeah. Dustin. Here's the thing, Nick. Um, we about to the, play the hits. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I think the lane's narrowing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like for a while, you have been pretty optimistic about the team. Uh, we're talking about the Browns, of course, by mm. the way. Uh, we'll talk some Cavaliers later. But I don't know. I, it's weird, man. Like, I listened to the guys this morning and we did our show yesterday, and I've just kind of got this feeling based off of what we saw on Sunday, what we saw this past week, what we've seen the entire season, even with Jacoby Brissett. It feels like things are starting to not go well for Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. it. Well, and I, I think it's that 
I think people are just starting to say, all right, well, Deshaun is back. Deshaun had a better game on Sunday, even though he wasn't flawless, even though that was still probably 50% of a vintage Deshaun Watson. But to me, it's all the other parts about this team. Like, I, I think there are a lot of people out there, some really smart football people on, on Brown's Twitter and Brown's YouTube, people who have, who oh, well, look at this play design. Isn't this a great play design? I have no doubt that Kevin Stefanski is the best head coach the Browns have had since Bill Belichick. Like, I never, I thought Butch Davis was really football smart. He was people stupid in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I thought Romeo Cornell really just wasn't cut out to be a head coach. And ironically, I see some of the same things with Romeo uh, that are some of the same things with Kevin that I saw with Romeo, which is, where's the discipline? And that to me is like, I, I have no doubt that Kevin Stefanski knows football. I have no doubt he's a good guy. I'm starting to wonder, and I hate this cliche, I'm starting to wonder about the leader of men side of things. I think it's fair. You know, I, I, I've said this for a while, and I don't know if people took it serious, or maybe maybe it, it means nothing. I don't know. But I heard Doug LaMaurice talk about this this morning with, with Lima and Ken, and I, I point back to 2020, and I've always said, like, just things were funky that year. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. It was just weird. Mm -hmm. And that was the best year he had coaching. And I honestly think that like he was the perfect coach to get, get this team through COVID. And they did. They had a, had a pretty good year. You know, got to the playoffs. Uh, got a playoff victory. He didn't coach that game, by the way. Um, That's the only one I hate. That's the only part of the, the, the COVID year or COVID coach thing that I don't like is he was still responsible for that playoff win, even if he wasn't yeah, calling the plays. But he that's did, just, that's he, just, he didn't coach the game. It's my twitch. But, yeah, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, ever since that things have gotten back to normal, I don't know that we've seen this guy be the head coach that the Cleveland Browns need to get the most out of the players, to put them in the best position, to have a great feel for what's going on. I, it just... And again, things could change. There's, there's there's four games left, but you're you're facing a, a third string quarterback this week in the Baltimore Ravens at home in a game that doesn't matter to you. Um, there's, it, the stadium's going to be half full. It's going to be cold and ugly, and the Ravens just find ways to win games. And if they don't win this game, it's going to be really bad next week. Yeah, I think, uh, in, in case you guys are just joining us, I, I believe the news is officially out. Kyler Murray has a torn ACL, so there goes the rest of his season. Um, I guess my problem is, I, I do think the Browns, and I think the Haslams are in a bit of a catch-22, which is, where does the blame go for the Browns' regression? Because I think some of the built-in excuses are, oh, well, you were, you were rocking and reeling with a backup quarterback who had you as a top-10 offense in yeah. the NFL. Um, the, the places that you failed are the places that I think you have, while there's certainly some youth there, those, those were excuses that made sense from week one to week eight. Like if, if it really is just, well, the Browns are young. Well, I think you see this time and time and time again, where young teams, if they're well coached, you see kind of a jump in the second half of the season. Sometimes it's gradual. Sometimes it's, it's kind of a thrust forward. I don't see that. I see a team that doesn't play as a team. 
I see a team that is a, is a bunch of individuals. They don't play disciplined football. They have the, the habit, the Brownsian habit of shooting themselves in the foot. And so, like, do, am I concerned about Andrew Barry's drafts? Yes. Am I concerned that Paul De Podesta is some sort of Machiavellian figure that we don't know what the hell he does? Absolutely. But the things that I put on a head coach, mm-hmm. right, which are, does your team play consistently hard? I don't see that. Does your team, how does your team react when they get punched in the face? I don't see them reacting well with Kevin Stefanski, right? Where's the player development? And there have been some players, Donovan Peoples-Jones is one of those guys. I think David Njoku has shot forward this year. But on the defensive side of the ball, at which Kevin Stefanski is responsible for, there's not a lot of growth. Guys have regressed. Denzel Ward, and I know he's had injuries, he's regressed. Greg Greg Newsom, the decision to slide him into the slot halfway through the season, which, by the way, might be his logical place to play, mm-hmm. but you did that halfway through the season or early in, in the season, and that has only kind of hurt your chances. Grant Delpit has not. So, to me... I don't give a damn about the offense if the rest of the team is suffering and I don't see the kind of player development. And that is, listen, if you get drafted in the NFL, you can play, right? Some guys don't work out because of injuries. Some guys work out because they don't want it. There, there's a myriad of reasons. Some guys don't go to the right team for their fit, right? Those are real things. And then there's just guys that go into situations, and I think this has happened a lot over the last 25 years with the, with these Browns. You go to a place where development is just not something. It's not that it's not the focus, but you just have a coaching staff that's not good at it. And I'm I'm starting to really wonder about the Browns' ability to develop players across the board. And those again, all these things. I'm here. I'm here for anybody who thinks the regression is on Andrew Barry. I'm here for anybody who thinks it's on Paul De Podesta. I can hear all arguments, but the things that I care about for a head coach are the things where I see Kevin Stefanski failing, and I don't give a damn how good of a play caller he is or how good he can scheme up an offense. I care about him as a head coach. And and at this point, the offense is not making up for what I see to be overly lo- over-loyalty to the rest of the staff and not making changes that are necessary. You know, it's interesting when you look at coaches, and, and certainly here in Cleveland over the last, whatever, 12 years since we've been doing the show, uh, at this station, and we've seen many coaches come and go, you can point back sometimes to certain moments. You're like, yeah, that, that probably got him fired. Like I was I was talking to Anthony earlier. I'm like, yeah, I remember when Fozzie Whitaker didn't recover that onside kick against the <laughs> Patriots when they, sh- they should have beat them. Mm-hmm. Got him fired. Yep. Taking Deshaun Watson off the field and fourth down. That's that's like a fireable offense. I thought that game was fireable. That, that you, were, you were too sloppy. You're, you're to be a – and I, I know they're young. Don't care. You're, it's the second half of the season. This is when good, well-coached teams, and that's the best. Uh, good is nebulous. Good is general. It doesn't mean anything. Well-coached teams play best over the final six to seven games of the year. And the Browns have had a couple moments. Oh, you beat up on the one-win Texans. Good for you, Chuck. How about the Browns? Or how about the Buccaneers? You beat a team that, I mean, I don't even know Tom Brady can play in the NFL anymore. Yeah. But when you actually went up against one of the best, not only did you not play well, you played undisciplined, you played uh, thoughtless, and you made a lot of mistakes that cost you the game. In, in the Kevin Stefanski era, how many times, and I'm sure there's been a couple, but how many times can you point to a team 
that's found a way to win ugly. You know, when a game is is just kind of, you know, hey, man, maybe you, you complete 10 balls and it's just not a great game, but you but you win it like the Ravens do. Mm-hmm. 16-14. Yep. You know, you just the find Steelers the, do, the Steelers yep. do it all the time. Honestly, the Chiefs do it too. Yeah. And, that, and that's a, yeah. that's kind of a, not Buffalo. a finesse Buffalo team. Buffalo does it. Yep. But, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't been perfect this year. Yep. I mean, look, this last week. Like they mucked that game up. Well, Josh and, played and found really a way to poorly, win. Really poorly and found a way to win. And it's so weird because I'm not saying that I want them to fire Kevin Stefanski. I'm not there yet. I'm just saying that you look for telltale signs of when it's coaching. And I saw a and I have seen a lot of things this year that go beyond just ah. Well, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. There's a lot of evidence that Kevin is in over his skis, including the fact that this team is just full. Of front runners. 216-578-0092. We got uh, the Pulse coming up at 320. Kevin Stefanski does have his press conference today at 345. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider at 4. The 5 at 5 at 5. And Gary Stoken, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl CEO and president. He joins us at 6. Plenty to get into. The Zanino signing. We've got the Cavs' latest loss. Not great, Bob. Uh, The passing of Mike Leach. All of that. But uh, this is, and we want to open this up because I'm I'm starting to think this is a lot on Kevin Stefanski. But we're asking you guys, where does the blame go for the Browns organization? I, I think we could be potentially on the path to maybe Kevin Stefanski deserves to get fired. I also think he got four games left, and I think there's a lot of saving he could do because all these games are winnable. Listen, you got two home games coming up here at at the end of this month against. A third-string quarterback in Anthony Brown and Andy Dalton. Yep. These maybe, are Maybe Jameis. These, these are you should win these games. Yeah. Regardless of whether Deshaun Watson looks any better than he did on Sunday against the Bengals. And I want to get to your guys' thoughts on this here in a minute. Anthony but, Brown's throwing five passes in the NFL. And by the way, uh, go look at any of his tape at Boston College or Oregon. I, dude, I did a game at BC and... I, he couldn't complete a pass. He's so it's it's funny you say that. And, and then I'm like, how do you end up in Oregon? We're used to seeing good college quarterbacks come to the NFL and struggle, right? Cody Kessler was a really good Colt McCoy. These were good. I, I watched Colt McCoy play last night, and he's as old as we are, mm-hmm. and he's he's still a baller, man. He's like a, he's okay. No, no, no. I'm yeah. He's not like a great quarterback. Yeah, but he's just a baller. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Yeah, I I will say I he love plays that dude. his ass. Off. I love that dude, but. You see good college quarterbacks come into the NFL and struggle. Yeah. Anthony Brown's a bad college quarterback. Like He just wasn't good and was not consistent. Uh, the, but, and- but here's the thing. The Ravens are so well coached mm-hmm. and so sound in really every phase that they'll come in here, they'll throw 12 passes and try to, I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't, I don't know, but like find a way to win 17-15. And I think that's where, and I understand, John Harbaugh walked into a situation, he's been there for 12 years, he's won a Super Bowl, he's won consistently or or somewhat consistently with, with Lamar. Like, I do understand that it's not an exact one-for-one. One. Would it not so, be surprising if there's a walk-off Justin Tucker kick this, to win the game this weekend? Yeah, I wouldn't it, it be surprised happens. by that. It always happens. And I, and I think, but I do think that gets to it. Like, the Browns play really well when they, when they, get out front early, and if they hit adversity late, they turn a bunch of games. Then this is not just a this year thing. It's been a Kevin Stefanski thing. 
You can even trace it back to his first year where they won more games than they lost. I think that's a reflection of the coach. I think that's a reflection of a mindset. I think the Browns locker room is is at points a reflection of the locker room. And guys, I don't take any I like I think it I think it could be really disastrous to fire the wrong guy or to fire any guy. Because Jimmy Haslam has has not behaved the way an owner should. It was so weird. Jason Lockenforo was just destroying the Browns organization on Baskin and Phelps today. And I couldn't refute a single damn thing he said about the way this organization's been run. That dude hosts the show in Baltimore, and I had to just begrudgingly say, I was going to the bathroom. I was going to the bathroom, listening to Jason Lockenforo and going, yep, uh-huh, yep, you got you there. We got to play some of those clips, too. We do, but it's just, I, I don't enjoy any of this. But you do have to look at this and say, why have the Browns regressed? And I think it's really tough to say, oh, well, Andrew Barry's draft picks. Well, if you've got a bad coach, that could be a reason why your guys aren't developing. And I think on the defensive side of the ball, Kevin Stefanski's been in that building with Joe Woods for three years. Kevin Stefanski knows whether Joe Woods can develop players or not. I don't give a rip about schemes. Schemes and analytics and all these things that we conflate and confuse ourselves with don't matter. It's can you coach, can you teach, and can you develop players? Because if you can develop players and you can lead them, it doesn't matter your philosophy. You're going to win. Dan Campbell is a literal psychopath. All right? Dan Campbell would stab somebody just to win, which totally makes him perfect for Detroit, by the way, because they love stabbing people in Detroit. But, but what is Dan Campbell's ethos? He doesn't have a system. It's Ben Johnson. It's, uh, I can't remember who the defensive coordinator is. Oh, but the former DB. Um, what's his name? Really good player. He's really good, though. Aaron Glenn. Yeah, Aaron Glenn, yeah. So, like, Dan Campbell doesn't isn't some maestro, uh, some, some member well, of the— That's the thing, though. I feel like to be a good head coach, for the most— Like, it's, it's rare where a head coach is just this, you know, genius play caller. It's, there are some. Mm-hmm. Shanahan. Yeah, there's some. I mean, McVay's one of those guys, right? I mean, uh, McDaniel. Belichick it's early. on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but uh, my point is, like, to be a really good head coach, honestly, at any level, you got to delegate. You got to be a leader of men. You got to you got to get guys motivated. You got to do all the little things. And I just think that there's too much on this dude's plate. That might be fair. And that might end up being the thing that you have to see. But I, I guess my first... Oh, look, I, I, I'm not, I never thought I'd say this. But what would happen if, if Alex Van Pelt just called the plays and let, you let Kevin just be the coach? What if they did that over the final four games of this year? I think it would be a genius idea. And I'm not big on organization, especially this one, forcing coaches to make decisions like this in season. But I, I guess my problem is I can't tell if it's Andrew Barry or if it's Kevin Stefanski because I've got the same slap-ass defensive coordinator using the same slap-ass system and, and just generally allowing poor football on the field. So if you I, get a I different play caller there, there's in there. so many things that go on during a game that to be a head coach and to try and call the plays when you're – this is the first time he's done it. You know, he's a young guy and, like – you have to see the field. Well, and instead of just like, and I said this, and maybe it's cliche, but when you're staring at that damn play sheet, which is the size of of a you know a poster board on the sidelines, how do you? You're missing what's in front of you. Yeah, and 
You and can, it also doesn't allow you to coach. You can do that when you win. You can have those freedoms when you win to do whatever the hell you want when you win. Sure. But you know what? You know what the one thing I think people get wrong about leader of men all the time is the first person that Dan Campbell leads is himself. The first people that Dan Campbell leads is his coaching staff. And that is my biggest doubt about Kevin Stefanski right now. And I don't want to be having this conversation. I don't. But the reality is, this is this is unacceptable. The Browns are not 5-8, and eight, and they didn't lose that game because of Deshaun Watson. He couldn't win the game for them. He couldn't make up for the issues on this team. But... I think I think everything right now should be on the table in terms of identifying what is going wrong with this team because it's inexcusable that they are where they are. From Twitter here and Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Jonathan uh, put out a video from Jameson Hensley, uh, sent it to you did, and I. I did see that. Saying uh, Tyler Huntley returned to practice Tuesday after leaving Sunday's game with a concussion. This is a positive sign for Huntley's availability for Saturday's game at the Browns. I'll just be honest with you. Even if you lose to Tyler Huntley, who I think is an okay backup, it's another sign that things are starting to go. All Kevin Stefanski has to do from here out and really from the Miami game on, from the bye week on, don't collapse. And while I don't know we're there yet, the Dolphins' loss was as bad of a loss as Stefanski has had. Right, His first loss coming out of the bye. The Bengals' loss is kind of right there. Because you beat yourself. The defense gave you a chance to win. The offense at points gave you a chance to win, although you couldn't punch it in the end zone. It really came down to coaching decisions and sloppiness. Like, you you literally, I mean, the Buccaneers win an all-time amazing great catch by David Njoku. You don't make that. <laughs> You're 0-3 out of the bye. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a great point. The Browns... The Browns have been in almost every game this year. That tells me they have talent. It's not. I don't think it's talent that has lost you the games. Yes, they need. Because I, 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 when I, I made a question about Kevin the other day, and somebody was like, "Wow, he's got no defensive tackle and no linebackers." Guys, every team has weaknesses. There's no team in the NFL, even teams like I thought Buffalo was flawless coming into the year. That's as talented of a team as you can have. They've lost games. All right, and by the way, Josh Allen isn't Josh Allen right now. By the way, they don't run the ball the way I think they should outside of Josh Allen. They have holes right now because of injuries and everything else. Yeah, the, the Bengals. The, the Dolphins don't have any tackles. The Bengals the, the literally Buccaneers were missing. have no tackles. The, the Bengals were literally missing 90% of their offensive production. It was Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. And it wasn't, well, you know, I mean, sure, we, we could have won our fifth straight game here, but uh, Tyler Boyd wasn't on the field. Get your head out of your ass. It's the NFL. It's December. Nobody's healthy. Nope. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But he's perfect. And, and, and when it comes down to simple things like player development, like lack of cohesion as a team, like Honestly, a lack of growth on the field. That, to me, signals head coach. I hope I'm wrong. I, I I do think that there are subtle changes you can try with Kevin Stefanski. But if this dude doesn't stop being so damn stubborn, he's just going to be the next Hugh Jackson. He's just going to be the next Pat Shermer. He's just going to be the next guy, the next Romeo. Ah, well, maybe he could have been a good head coach, but he couldn't get his head out of his ass. 216-578-0092. And it frustrates me. I don't, I God, for the life of me, I don't want to do another coaching search January. Those are so awful. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. If if this like if this does not work and you waste another year, th- it's gonna set this franchise back another thing. And I think four that's years. a really good point. If you know you now, have to you have to make the decision and you have to be diligent in the process. You can't just like make a rash decision here. But you have to look at it and say, do we blow it up to salvage this Deshaun Watson experience? Or do you go, do you run it back? I also, the, what I'm really interested in what you're saying yeah. is I think Jimmy Haslam and John Dorsey knew 90% that they were going to fire Hugh Jackson at some point the next year. I think they, I thought they gave him a small amount of time to prove that he should be the head coach of the Browns. That's not continuity. That's just putting off a decision you've already made your mind up on. And and by the way, does that speak to greater issues about Hugh Jackson? or Jimmy Haslam, sorry. Freudian slip. Does that speak to greater issues about Jimmy Haslam? Yes, it does. I can't fire Jimmy Haslam. It's their team for the time being. So this is about, are we 100% sure Kevin Stefanski's guy? Because if you're going into next year saying, well, we'll give him 10 games. All right, so if you go 5-5, five and five, is that when you fire him? Is it 4-6? and six? Is it six and four good enough? You've already fired him at that point. And I, I wish it wasn't the case, but that you've got to make the decision. Is he really the head coach or is he just the head coach until we decide we're not going to take enough crap for firing a guy? Let's go with Johnny. Johnny, you got 60 seconds, buddy. What you got for us? Okay, what I have for you is this. Stefanski makes the same errors over and over and over. He's just not learning. So and I get it. We got this owner. We can't get rid of him. So we have to go with this owner. As much as I don't want him to look for somebody else, I don't think he has another choice. This guy is not learning. I'm going to tell you, go. you go all the way back to that New England game, and uh, Dustin, as a player, he should know. There's a lot of emotions in football. He's supposed to take points. He never takes points in games he should. He, like, he doesn't know. Like, silly things like take points sometimes. Sometimes maybe not. But he doesn't have that. He's missing it. That's why they're losing games. How many times we said, it ain't the quarterback? Well, then who is it? It's the coach. Yeah, I I, and I think what's really interesting about that, Johnny, and thanks for the uh, the call, buddy. Uh, you actually kept it inside 60, which we appreciate. The problem is if your defense had lived up to uh, like even half the expectations, you wouldn't be 5-8 and eight right now. If the special teams had not been completely out their ass for most of the year, you wouldn't be 5-8 and eight right now. Not that I think we need any more evidence about where the Browns are. But we've heard the Browns' defense at points speak out about the game plan, right? 
Um, Miles said some things. John Johnson has said some things. Uh, who was this? There was somebody, maybe it was Grant Delpit. There was somebody who had no business talking about and kind of calling out the coaches. Well, I like Greg Newsom a lot. I think Greg Newsom's future as a slot corner is going to be really, really good. But listen to how comfortable he is in hindsight. Maybe, maybe throwing some coaches under the bus here. We didn't have meetings yet, so we didn't. We weren't able to review it. Um, but you know, there's definitely, obviously, ways that we probably could have took them, you know, away a little bit better, especially with you know, eighty with uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins being out. There's probably definitely some ways where we could have, you know, minimized some of them games. But you know, obviously, that game's over, so we got to focus on the next one. But you know, in the future, I think there probably would have been, you know, some ways that we could have taken them away a little bit better. He's talking about Jamar Chase there. This is about the fifth time. In eight weeks, we've seen a defensive player come out and just kind of throw Joe Woods under the bus because that's the implication right here. He's not saying Denzel Ward could have done different things. No. He's not He's not saying uh, Martin Emerson, MJ Emerson, whatever we're going to call him, could have done. No, no, no. When he says, yeah, we could have done different things to try and stop him, that's coaching. So if Kevin Stefanski's in charge of this locker room, and we've got a team that's playing undisciplined football and playing like a bunch of front runners. Yeah. And now his defense, which is, I don't give a damn that they played better since the Ravens game. They're better's relative. They were god awful. They're less god awful. Woo! Let's let's put the the less god awful defensive parade here, right right next up to the 0 16 parade. And now you've got those same guys coming out. And again, Greg Newsom's a good dude. This isn't about bad dude, good dude. But they're very comfortable criticizing their defensive coordinator, who most people in town already don't think can coach his way out of a paper bag. It is surprising. I mean, you, you basically got one dude out there that can beat you, and they rarely double teamed him. Mm -hmm. Rarely. Ah, why would you? He's just Jamar. You know what? What they did against Jamar Chase on Sunday was what the Bengals did for like two and a half straight years on Miles Garrett. 216-578-0092. And again, this all goes back to the big question. Where does the blame go for the Browns' regression? Let's get uh, Terry. You've been waiting patiently, buddy. What you got for us? Hello, Terry. Hey, yeah. What do uh, you got for us? Welcome to the show. All the above. Is it coaching? Does Stefanski make a blunder? Yes. Is it defense? Yes. Is it the general manager getting the right players in place? Yes. Yeah, but I, I do think, real quick, Terry, I think there are ways you can tell. I, I don't believe it's all three things. I, and I think there are ways you can tell who might be more to blame than others. Well, let me ask you this. Do you want to go into next year with the offensive line that we have? Or well, could it be improved? Well, I'd like to get some guys back healthy. How about some new players? Yeah, I would like that too. I mean, Terry, I think I think that is going to happen. Um, I don't think the offensive line is struggling because of Andrew Barry. Uh, Jedrick Wills is the only guy. I think Wyatt Teller is struggling because he got hurt and he's been gutting it out. I think your center spot is is giving you a lack of production because neither Harris nor uh, Posick stayed healthy. And I think Jack Conklin's, he might be a little washed. I don't want to say that. That might not be fair. But his injuries have compromised his ability to play at a $15 million a year level clip. Those are real things. Those happen, right? Yeah. Would I like – and and by the way, this might be going back to the loyalty thing. 
I don't think Jack Conklin's been worse than Jedrick Wills. But if you're going to start James Hudson next year, if that's the goal, why wouldn't you give James Hudson a four-game audition at the end of this season? Why would why would you be overly loyal to a guy who's probably going to not be back next year in Jack Conklin? That feels like an area you might have immediate approval. Well, that's not Andrew Barry's decision, by the way. Tony, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah, how are so you? I, I think it's an organizational problem. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, we, we talk about the football mindset of, like, a football-minded coach, like a Dan Campbell, you know, or the, the classic football mentality coach. And then we talk about analytics. And, and it looks like politics to me. you got the right and the left. And then if you have all right or all left, like, we're all analytics from the top down, it's like you have no checks and balances there. And I think you see that in our in-game play, too. I mean, my goodness, it's, there's no adjustments made. And then I think that's what we talk about, or like Ken and Anthony were talking about this morning, you know, with like even like a coach like Belichick, he's going to win at all costs, right? If he has to change things up, switch things around, he's going to do what it takes to win with the players that he has. And it seems like the Browns, it's like they're going to do it their way regardless. And we've seen that with the play calling with maybe fourth and one or trying to outsmart themselves at certain points. It's just like if you look at any of the good organizations, I mean, consistently good organizations or the, you know, up and coming like the Bills with McDermott, but then you got Dorsey as the offensive coordinator there. Or if you look at, let's say, the the Chiefs with Andy Reid, it seems like it does kind of go through that checks and balance. Either you have a analytically driven head coach with offensive or defensive coordinators that are either like the hybrid, both analytic and the conservative type football coach. And it's like, we don't have that. And it creates no continuity with the team. So I think it like trickle down it trickles down through because we can talk about, you know, effort because tackling missed tackles or missed assignments. I mean, tackling doesn't change from Pee Wee to you get to the pros. So it's just frustrating to have this conversation because you hate to have it as a Browns fan, but that's where we're at because like you guys are saying, like, do we want to wait till eight weeks into next season to realize this isn't our guy and we then we start talking and backtracking and saying, Oh, we should have we should have fired him week one because we've now we've wasted another year with you know, Chubb and Garrett and these other players that we talk about are offensive line. And I don't know, guys. It's just, I just, I see so much deflate. It's, it's such a deflated team as far as energy all the way through. And I'm so tired of seeing Stefanski look at his playbook. And I'm not saying he has to be a rah rah guy, but who is that? And the coaching staff on the team. It just—it's terrible. I, don't I, I do think you're—I do think you're onto something, though. Like, if I, I think you've seen this with a lot of head coaches, where they've struggled at some points in their career, and they've had to bring into their staff things that they were missing. Dabo Sweeney was was on track to be a failure at Clemson, and he realized he's not a very good X's and O's coach, and brought in two really good. Chad Morris was one of them, really good X's and O's coaches, and Brent Venables, and it changed his program, like. Who's the ass kicker on that staff? I think Bill Callahan might be. I think Stump Mitchell might be, but defensively, who's the guy that's taking names? Well, Joe Woods isn't. <laughs> he because he kind of seems like another Kevin. Like he's the guy who's going to be up. He's he's just a chill dude. I mean, he's not going to get in anybody's face. He he's going to uh, be very similar to the way Kevin responds to, to his players. And look, not everyone has to be Dan Campbell. We're not saying that, but you got to have a certain level of balance, right? 
Yeah. Well, it's accountability. Yeah. You don't have to scream to be to make people accountable. I don't see an I don't see a team on the field that's accountable. And also, like Mike McDaniel we was talking about him because he's just a total nerd, right? But he's pretty much a genius, it mm-hmm. seems. And he really relates to the players. And then they're having success. So when you have success, I think it becomes a lot easier for guys to buy into whatever that coach is trying to sell. Why have the Browns regressed over the last, uh, well, okay, this season, over the last couple seasons? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.